0: And this is Yes Girl Podcast. And Corey is living her best life in New Orleans. So I have invited a very special guest to join me today. Hi, Tiffany Ashite, our producer.
1: Hola.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tiffany is very shy, you guys. She's the best producer in the world. She's fantastic. She helps. All this goodness happened behind the scenes. She is the reason that Corey and I put together every week, and you know she's the one you can kind of hear like in the background when we're like, "Wait, what's the name of that?" and "What's this?" And Tiff is always there, helping us book talent, like everything, guys. And she's always laughing in the background. So today I was like, Cory is not here. You're not gonna have me talking to myself, Tiff. So <laughs> Tiff is here. Look here. So Tiff is here. We're gonna, you know, ease her in slowly, not too much, Kiki. But hey, Tiff, girl.
1: Hey.
0: How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good. See how, see, 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 it's easy. All right, but let me not embarrass Tiffany any further. You guys, we have a very good show for you. It's a treat, a real treat. Blair Underwood is here, y'all. Icon. Blair, I'm going to say it again. Blair Underwood is here, y'all. Gorgeous. Ladies, you're welcome. <laughs> Fellas, there's still much to learn. But ladies, again, you are welcome. Tiff, was he not just everything all kinds of goodness
1: gorgeous kind smart funny great sense of humor
0: he still looks 30 seriously like what happened he and angela bassett just need to quit it <laughs> this is starting to get like i'm i'm starting to be like you guys are robots I mean,
1: I just want the formula. That's it. That's all I want, I or the for, map. I don't ask for much.
0: I, I will go through the jungle and get the formula myself. And you, share it. I yeah. so just need a map. Mark <laughs> X marks the spot, guys. No, but seriously, Blair Underwood is starring in, or he plays in one of the episodes in When They See Us, which is Ava DuVernay's brand new four-part miniseries on Netflix, out today. It is very powerful. If you guys haven't heard about it, it is documenting the story of the Central Park Five who we now call the exonerated, the exonerated five.
2: five yeah
0: which i mean most black people know this story it's a horrific story what happened to these young men wrongly accused because of their race because they were in the wrong place at the wrong time and we know this story and we also know that the current president of the united states mm. took out a full page
1: ad asking that they be tried for their crimes mm-hmm. was it what did he ask for the death penalty he asked for new york to bring back the death penalty just to Penalize these men.
0: You guys, I don't get me started. It, the heartbreak is real, the hurt is real. But as usual, our boo Ava DuVernay is telling a very important story and using her art to help and heal. We're all going to be tuning in to when they see us. You'll hear in the interview Corey saw the docu series and she is like, "It's heavy. You're going to really want to settle into it, Tiff." That's yeah. what she's saying.
1: Yeah, she said you're going to want to like block out some time over the entire weekend, absolutely, to just take it all in.
0: No, but seriously, Tiff, uh Blair Underwood comes in and he and Corey really talk about the power of the film. I can't wait to see. I wanted to wait. Sometimes I like to wait and, you know, we get a chance to see things in advance. Yeah. But I like to experience them when everybody else does.
1: I cannot wait to hear your reaction. So on Monday, yes. we've gotta talk about it. Yes. And the yes girl audience has to let you know also.
0: Yes. come on. See, look, see, look at Tiffany producing, okay? That was <laughs> Tiffany's polite way of telling me it's time for the plug. The hashtag. Well done, Tiff. And look, now she's got a mic, so she's busted. So you guys, seriously, though, this is going to be powerful. We all can't wait to see this. Let us know what you think about the series when you binge watch it this weekend on Netflix. And please tell us using hashtag YesGirlPodcast. So let us know what you think about Ava DuVernay's new Netflix four-part miniseries when they see us using hashtag YesGirlPodcast. And in the meantime, we got all in Blair Underwood's business. Oh, yeah. Didn't we? We talked about he's been in the game for over 30 years. He has been in everything. And you guys have all seen the meme (laughs) where it's like Lawrence Fishburne and Blair Underwood. And it's like if you see one of these men in a movie, somebody's getting beat or something. We had to talk to him about that. We went in. We talked about the meme. We talked about him as a a husband, a father. He loves his wife. He is such a happily married man, y'all. Y'all know I love it. Happily married. So happy. Did
1: you see all that happily married man he was giving? It was just a glow of good vibes. Of someone that's just happy with their life.
0: And their career. And he's gracious. He's humble. He's kind. And he was a lot of fun. Yeah. I think he had a really good time. He didn't want to leave. He didn't. Don't you love when that happened? It was a real
1: good conversation.
0: It was. Ladies, you're going to thank us for this one. And for the, the true Die Hard Yes Girl podcast fans who listen every week, hey, boo. But for those of y'all who listen every week, you remember that second Marlon Wayans interview we had in honor of Father's Day. And we said, we literally titled it, We Weren't Ready. Marlon Wayans- <laughs> Brought everything we needed him to bring. Amazing guy. And you guys, Blair Underwood, same thing. You were about to thank us for this one. You were going to enjoy this one. And you were really going to get to know Blair Underwood a little better.
1: Yeah. But before we completely go there, Tiff, what else we need to talk about this week? Well, speaking of diehard friends to the show, we had a visitor last week. (gasps) You guys, <laughs> you, did you hear that excitement? Okay, so if you
0: are a huge fan of podcasts created by people of color, you already know who Barry from Podcasts in Color is. She is the creator of Podcasts in Color. She also also works at um, Loudspeaker Network, yeah. and she is like she is the voice when it comes to speaking out in favor of and for and to represent podcasts of color. And she came to New York. She was here for business, and we did lunch with her. Hey, Barry Boo. Hey at podcast in color. Hey. It was so great to put a face to a name with a Twitter handle. Yes. I feel like we've been friends in our heads. She's been a longtime supporter of Yes Girl Podcast. Day 1. Since day 1, she found us. Um, you know, she reviewed the podcast one of the first people to do it, and she as she fell in love with our podcast, she shared with it with other people. And she's always given us credit and told us what she liked and she didn't, which is what we love about her. But anyway, shout out to Barry. It was great to have lunch with you. And also like if you guys aren't following her, you should be because if you love podcasts for pe- especially those created by people of color, Come on in, because Barry has a whole listing on her site, a whole guide for podcasting color. So get into it. Okay. As Tiffany just reminded me, you guys, with her laughing in the background, uh-huh, come on, Tiff, you got the mic now. <laughs> um, we also want to share some love. Corey. Do you see how Tiffany's filling in beautifully, right? Are you hey, proud? Hey,
1: we miss you. So We really appreciate when people listen to our podcast and give feedback.
0: Tiffany especially does because yes. she helps put all this together.
1: <laughs> oh, Tiff, I'm so proud of you. You're doing great. You're just doing great, lady. Oh,
0: thank you. I think we should give Tiff a mic all the time. <laughs> oh, I really do. But in the meantime, let's get into some comments on Twitter. So first of all, it was really apparent that you all loved the Alicia Keys interview as much as we did. Yeah. Wasn't it a moment? Didn't we tell you guys it was gonna be a vibe. Such a vibe. And yes, the candles were real. If you didn't believe me, you can go on my Instagram story and look for the photo.
1: There is a photo with that our little
0: candles it. to match the story. <laughs> um, Alicia tweeted it, okay, and thanked us. And I need to read this tweet because um, in addition to the flowers she sent, it kind of made my 2019. <laughs> she said, Big love to two of the coolest, freshest women I know at Corey Murray and at Man White Dog, which is me on Twitter. Get into our Yes Girl podcast for a deeper look into our candid, grown woman-ish combo for my Essence cover story. Two hand clap emojis. Loving these vibes with all the stars.
1: Yes! Excuse me why I fall out
0: now. (laughs) That was so much love from Alicia Keys. And she actually sent Corey and I, Moana, actual, like, beautiful bouquet of flowers. They were individual for each of us and a handwritten note. Girl, she gives a handwritten card.
1: There is nothing like a handwritten note.
0: You know she was barefoot in a turban with music playing when she did it. <laughs> <laughs> you know she was. <laughs> Alicia, we love you forever. No, but you guys love the cover story. You I think what I saw a lot of people saying, Tiff, is that they really appreciated that Alicia's on her grown
1: woman shit. They did, and you know, and we talked a lot about that. And people were sharing what makes them feel grown. Did you see it? People were really just like vibing and excited for like what's coming next and what. This oh means yeah, and like they've been rolling with her for like since the beginning, so to see this like new chapter. Oh yeah, it was epic. <laughs>
0: And let me tell you, I got to find, people were talking about what makes them feel like a grown woman, and I got to find it, because it was so good. Okay, so at hey underscore says, she feels like a grown ass woman, Tiffany, when she has all the bills paid, girl, me too. And when she really looks back on things and realizes that she took the high road when she could have gone low. I really Amen. like that.
1: Amen to that.
0: I feel grown then, too.
1: I feel grown when my bills are paid.
0: Like, oh, okay, girl, <laughs> what? I told you that automatic bill pay is the life. I am, wait, let's see. I am Erica Coleman at Erica Speaks Life. She says, hey, hashtag guest girl podcast. When I say no without a disclaimer, I feel like a grown ass woman 2.0. Hello. I'm working on my nose, girl. I still say too many
1: yeses. That's, that's real because people always say no is a complete sentence. And I'm always like, no but or no and.
0: Mine is always no dot, dot, dot. Mm. I never said no exclamation point.
1: Yeah. Because it's it's a statement.
0: It is a complete sentence. You better I'm come on. Yopra's in, <laughs> Yopra's in you. Yopra's in you. It's all the good vibes. I'm what making. other things do people say make them grow? Hold on, y'all. There was so much. We got to get in here on Twitter and Instagram.
1: So at SheIsKeys said what makes you feel like a grown ass woman for me it's setting doctor's appointments when you ain't necessarily sick <laughs> just to be on top of it with your health yes that's real I, you know what I feel really good when I do that every
0: year in like January like oh everything recycled eye appointment dental like that's a good time of year to do it I'm then you feel yet. really grown I'm not there yet you, you guys still working on you that's okay it's
1: working on me that's alright that sounds like a goal
0: January is a good time of year to do that guys because most of your most of the time your medical and all that stuff resets. you could be real grown in January. But by March, I'm a kid again. I mean, <laughs> that, that's my problem. By March, I'm like, wait, what was my where was I supposed to go? What?
1: That's planner. Two whole months though. Kudos. That's more than me. Yeah. There and you go. <laughs>
0: well, you were grown for January. That counts. There we go. Well, we really appreciate you guys telling us what made you feel like a grown-ass woman. And it was just a real grown-ass woman conversation last week. And this week, we're about to talk to a grown-ass man. Mm. Okay. Mm, okay. So let's get into this Blair Underwood interview. You are welcome. And until next week, ladies, enjoy. Tip, you did great. Thank you, Charlie. You're welcome, boo. Aww. Now we're gonna give you a mic. It's happening.
1: <laughs> enjoy this episode with Blair. <laughs> there you go.
0: You ready, Corey Marie? I am ready. I'm gonna let you do what you do because we have a very exciting guest on the show today.
3: Okay. Listeners, (laughs) I'm going to paint you a picture. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, our guest today is someone special, someone we've known for years, someone we've covered for years and loved. (laughs) And loved. Go ahead and say it. Uh And loved. But my little backstory is so. This person is a world-renowned actor. Mm -hmm. He's busy. He's in a great new series that we're going to talk about that everyone should watch when it comes out on May 31st. But, you know, because he's busy, you know, his PR was like, oh, I don't know. He's busy. You know, are we going to have time? Can we make this work? So (laughs) I said, I emailed my team to say, oh, my God, this person is available. But, you know, he has a small window of time. Can we make this work? (laughs) Our producer... (laughs) jumped in so quick and said, oh, we're going to make this work. We'll do it. Oh, we're going to do this. (laughs) We're going to do this. We're going to do this. this. (laughs) Because usually she gives us, Charlie and I, the courtesy and like, you know, as the host, you guys... You know, have a lot of think? say. What do you What's think? What's your time? What do you, what she do you, was what, like, what, "No, we're correct. booked. No, we're booked. I love it's, it. it's secured. We have secured Blair Underwood, ladies and gentlemen. I love that. Welcome, Blair. Well, thank you.
2: Thank
0: they knew you. from the voice. <laughs> they, I know. They, knew. I was they were like, to be quiet, but I said, okay. "There's the voice that I hear in my fantasies." <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, Experience <laughs> amazing. That's for Alexis. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> oh my God, you should be our Alexa. That's another yeah, conversation. you your <laughs>
2: Alexa. Oh, like the one you talk to. Of course, of course.
0: Charlie, that's brilliant. Flip.
2: Flip. Uh, no, that's Flip. funny, Alexa. But Wouldn't no, that be amazing? Voice, I the voice for Lexus <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying. But I like mm. the Alexa voice. Mm.
0: Mm. Single ladies would be like... I mean, we know you're married. We're going to get to it. Yes. But you were known...
2: you are known. We're going to get to that. But you
0: were known for just being one of our favorite yes. actors. Well, and so you. talented I, for so uh, long. You've been in everything we love.
2: I appreciate that so much. Yeah. Well, I'm, listen, I'm excited to be here. I mean, when I was asked about this. I saw Essence first, mm-hmm. and I heard about your podcast, and I said, well, we, we got to make that happen.
3: Thank yes. you so much. Yeah. So. And I told Charlie, because she was like, what's he like? I said, no, Blair is the truth. He's a good conversation. We're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. So, okay. I But the reason you're here is oh, you a play project. a lawyer.
2: <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs>
3: hmm. <laughs> Where did you study? Oh, Where God. did you? Um, Bobby Burns and Ava DuVernay is When They See It. hmm um, and I know we've just started keycan a bit, but this series, or what is a limited event? What are what are they calling it? I
2: call it four one-hour movies. Yes, I think I got that from Ava. Ava said that. Yes, yes.
0: one-hour movies. I like. That.
2: It's considered a limited series, but the way it's shot and the the artistry of it all oh that it, you know that is Ava DuVernay and um, and and Bradford Young, who was the oh, DP. Yes. Who's extraordinary, the mm-hmm. first African-American man to be nominated for an Academy Award mm-hmm. um, as a DPS cinematographer? It's just, it's it's exquisite. Oh,
3: okay. in, I its, need this in its movie. aesthetic,
2: but also just in the the impact of the emotion of what the story is. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's about this what five men who were called the Central Park Five, who now call themselves the exonerated, exonerated five. five. Yes. Exactly. And 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 that's in part due to what part of the mission of this story was: was to reclaim their lives, and their story, and the narrative in the public sphere. Um, so that's the exonerated five.
0: And we uh, needed this to happen, especially in the current climate that we are in.
2: So well, yeah, that. That, you know, that question comes up a lot. What do you want people to come away with? Why this story? Why now? And for me, in brief, it's like because it's important that we understand that everything old is new again. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. this happened right. April 19th, 1989, but it's no different than the 1689. The
3: exactly. all what, of that. That's I right. was uh, yeah. oh my god! Uh, there's so many entry points we can talk now. But when you, Charlie, when you mentioned how it happens now, I was at the premiere, and oh, you were. I was at the premiere. Nice. First of all, side note: when Blair came out, you were like one of the first people to come out on stage, and yeah. she introduced her. everyone. Went crazy. The Apollo went crazy because <laughs> it was like Okay, side Note, but Apollo. It was Apollo. But it was interesting because there's in the in the series or in the one-hour movies, there's footage of Trump. Yeah, back in the day, with that basic ad. with that ad, and everyone booed. Everyone responded.
0: It's right,
2: right. so he's
3: the just. President. He, now he's a president.
2: That's scary. Well, have you seen it yet? No,
0: the I haven't piece? Had okay. the opportunity, okay. but I'm, I'm going to.
2: You know, I don't know if you saw all four hours. I saw all four. Oh man, my wife and I sat down and watched the first two hours, and we had all four. And we said, yeah. well, "Okay, watch two, and then watch two tomorrow night." Mm-hmm. I couldn't turn away. Yeah. you know, with Netflix, it feeds right into yeah. the next yep. one anyway. So we'll yes. just sit down and watch the whole thing, and it's 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 unnerving it's, mm-hmm. it's difficult to watch but necessary to watch yeah. and with respect to trump yeah in the apollo when when his face showed showed up on the screen you know literally there was some booing but a lot of sss. yes but you know that's interesting too because that audience was on pins and needles for those mm-hmm. first two hours because at the mm-hmm. screening they showed the first two hours mm-hmm. it was 4 hours right. in total mm-hmm. and you know People, I could, you can tell they wanted to boo, but, like, but they didn't want to miss anything. Yes. So it's like, well, going to be quiet, quiet. I want to yeah. see what's happening next. But yeah, no, nah, it's crazy. And then, you know, they address what you just said the fact that he's our president.
1: Currently. Because
2: in the currently, because in mm-hmm. the conversation, Anjanou Ellis, uh, who plays uh, one of the mothers of the young, the boys, mm-hmm. we have to remember that. They were children yeah. at the time, 14, 15 years old. And Corey Walsh hires was you
3: in the film. She hires you, but go ahead. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's right. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and the other young lady, I don't know, but they're just talking. They're watching Donald Trump and the fact that he's. Asking and calling for the death penalty of mm-hmm, children. Yes. Children, you, I'm gonna keep saying that again because he me not understand mm-hmm. for black children he's mm-hmm. calling for the death penalty. And we have to understand this was days after the attack of this young lady, this young white female jogger. Her name was Patricia Miley. Uh, which was a horrific beating and rape mm-hmm. I'm putting a lot of these details in here no because yeah I'm, I'm, no I'm, you're the, I'm
3: glad you're doing that because you're the first person we're talking to from, from the, the series oh ah, okay. so they're gonna you're gonna be the first one to introduce us to our audience so good nice because i'm I'm learning please. as we're
2: doing this junk a lot mm-hmm. of folks don't really know the details yeah, right you know and it's it's the whole a, other generation don't know the story mm-hmm. so I put that in there um, but the thing the truth of the matter she was brutally raped and beaten mm-hmm. um, she was most certainly a victim. Mm-hmm but these five boys were victims also. Something happened to her, Mm -hmm. but they weren't the ones that did it. Mm -mm. We know that now. Mm -hmm. The DNA has proven that. Mm -hmm. Um, The city of New York paid $41 million, which will never regain the innocence and the years that were lost. But trust me, a city like any city, but New York City is not going to pay a dime unless they knew they were wrong. So they were forced to, Mm -hmm. and it is an admission of guilt. So for all those reasons, it's, it's, it's such an important story. But in that moment, when... For those who don't know, Donald Trump in 1989 took out four or five full-page ads yes. that said bring back the death penalty yeah. days the after the incident. Yes. Not after the trial. Mm-mm. Not after they were verdicts. The evidence and No really evidence. Presented. Like due process. Mm-hmm. What is that? Yeah. And just said, I want – we bring back the death penalty. And he said, you better believe I hate those – I don't know what yeah. he said. Those – probably said animals. I think he did say animals. I think so, That too, did yeah. this. And he
0: was just – A wealthy real estate. Just a wealthy real estate guy. Wealthy white man. Let's be clear, right? Like, Mm -hmm. he wasn't the president. He Mm -hmm. wasn't a politician. Mm -mm. He had no business. Mm -hmm. But very
2: well known in New York City. So, you know, he knew how to get access to the the press and the media. So if he spoke, people said, okay, what's he talking about now? What's he talking about now? Uh, But he also said, (laughs) there's another clip in the movie where he says, you know, um... I think really the blacks have a lot of advantage yes. nowadays. And so if I were to come guys. back, I'd come back as a well-educated black because y'all have so much advantage. And the character says, what's a black? Yeah. First of all, what's a black? But the the, the, the funny thing is, to your point, the uh, the young actress she's talking to, she says, don't worry about him. His 15 minutes are almost up. Oh, that's uh-huh. right. And everybody laughed, yeah. but it uh, was
3: sad. And was she's sad. drinking Badly some Jameson ironic.
0: behind it. Like, oh,
3: he, he's going to be gone. And it was the truth. That's yeah. why the
0: timing of this project is so important, I think, because right. we can't forget. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, we have to retell our story and our history and Mm -hmm. especially of the injustices that black people have faced over the years. Because we're still facing racism head on in this country in a way that we wouldn't think we'd have to after Mm -hmm. having a black president. That's that's
2: exactly Mm -hmm. right. You know,
0: so it's just a reminder that we got to stay woke.
2: And partially because we had a black president.
1: I mean, if you look at
2: the reconstruction area after the Civil War, Mm -hmm. after 1861, for about 12 years, you know, we had black governors. We had a lot Mm -hmm. of progress. Uh, as they were trying to reconstruct the South. Yeah. But that created the Ku Klux Klan. And that created such a backlash. Mm-hmm. No, 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 we can't. No, what? No, we can't have y'all yeah. progressing like this. And mm-hmm. It's very very similar to that. You, know, you look at Obama's election. Mm-hmm. In the eight years we had him, just the symbol of him. Yeah. We, we, can, we can get into policy, but just the symbol yeah. of a black first family. You know, There's a reason why this man is in the White House now. It's, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a pendulum swing. So we have to be aware and know history, know why we're here. And I will just keep, keep moving forward.
3: I saw something last some, two summers ago called, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mix up the name, but it's basically like who we are, who we really are. Mm-hmm. And it was basically how racism has shaped this country. Mm-hmm. Like this country is built on racism. Mm-hmm. It was interesting in watching when they see us, I think, especially the scenes where the police is interrog- in, um, interrogating the boys. Mm-hmm. Every, and all of this is based off one lie. These men lost their lives based off one lie, one lie. Yeah. but in what the police were doing and in, in the play I saw basically back in the day the Ku Klux Klan when they started to shift sort of into the police because mm. that's mm. pretty much where they went into the mm-hmm. um, the star that a sheriff wears is basically um, was one of their symbols mm-hmm. in how I, wow, oh, it's, I didn't know oh, that. it's so you mm. got me thinking about that I'm yeah. sorry I'm no, going no, on we, a we, tangent we, but, so a yeah. <laughs> we but yeah. I wanted to say. What for you, and I, and and asking you as a a father, what was so unnerving uh, a signing on to this? Well, what brought you to the project, and what was so unnerving watching this as you were watching it with wow. your wife? That's a great question. You know, as a father, as what, a, and as a black man. Yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. What brought me to the project was it was Ava name. Mm-hmm. Ava's a dear friend I've known for mm-hmm. twenty some odd twenty some odd years, mm-hmm. and um so. And if she if she if she asked i don't even i don't, I don't like care what it is what we're we doing when we start shooting let's go yeah. let's do this mm-hmm. uh but then when i found out what the project was and that she was at the helm because it's a story that needs to be told but not anybody can or should tell it Absolutely. you know it has to be in the right hands so i very much wanted to be a part of it so and i also wanted to learn more about it i, I found i knew and people if they know the story they know the broad strokes you know a terrible mm-hmm. thing happened to a young lady five guys lost lost their lives and a lot of folks don't even know the rest of the story. The they fact don't. that they were exonerated years later. And the mm-hmm. fact that somebody else confessed, um, mm-hmm. more specific, somebody else mm-hmm. confessed to that murder. Mm-hmm. And there was a serial rapist moving around yeah. Harlem and Upper New oh, York. Yeah. And it was, it was the same so guy.
3: clear. So clear they, that it wasn't them. They didn't
2: connect the dots. No, they didn't want because to connect the, the they dots. They didn't want to. Nobody that's was right.
0: holding them accountable. No.
2: no. Yeah, that's right. So I very much wanted to be a part of it thought the, the import and the gravity and the weight and the necessity to tell this story. As a father, you know when i saw the project as i was saying before we watched the first two hours we couldn't turn away watched the, all four hours of it and i you know the the emotion that was most prominent in me was anger mm-hmm. that it happened and it was allowed to happen mm-hmm. for my wife it was hurt because she saw it through the prism of a mother yeah and she cried then she cried that night she woke up crying and so i'm sending able like this long text just wanted to just express how she mm-hmm. felt about that um you know, one of the things with my character, Robert Burns, who was the attorney for Yusuf Salaam, mm-hmm. Robert Burns was, uh, he, he died soon after, so I didn't get a chance to really talk oh. with him. But I spoke to Yusuf quite a bit while we were shooting it. And he was the divorce attorney for Youssef's mother. So he was a family friend who knew divorce. He didn't know criminal law.
0: And then they called upon him to help him. This... Because
2: yeah, they trusted him. Yeah, they Yeah, sense. there was loyalty. Yeah. And he was in over his head. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of things legally that could have been done, should have been done, that were not done and Yusuf is such an extraordinary brother mm-hmm. today because mm-hmm. I asked him how did you feel about that he said you know the funny thing is you know after the verdict came down after he did time there were a lot of high profile attorneys who said let me help you you know let me let's do an appeal and he felt like he was betraying bobby mm-hmm. you know so he said you know it is what it is i'm going to write out my time and and whatever
0: but here we are he still have that loyalty even with all people even to
2: going even today even today oh my god but i think what robert burns bobby burns felt as a family friend mm-hmm. Is not unlike what I felt as a father watching this, yeah. and as a citizen just watching mm-hmm. it and being aware of it happening, but also watching the piece because it hits a lot of emotions in you, mm-hmm. and it was a profound sense of impotence mm-hmm. of not being able to protect your child. Yeah, mm-hmm. as a father, I feel that all the time. You know, we all come on. We all know we have the sex talk when you're raising children, mm-hmm. especially oh, yeah. black boys. that Have two sons and a daughter, and you have the race talk. Race mm-hmm. talk. And we, I'm, I'm an actor, so we we role play.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: you know, we we act it out. In the car, mm-hmm. all three of my kids. My daughter, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you do when the cops stop? I'm going to be the cop. You sit in the car. Okay, I'm going to roll up on you, and I'm going to be tough to you. And, of course, my, my wife's in the backseat laughing what we're doing. I said, <laughs> okay, you sure you want to say this? She changes, she's trying to direct now. So hold on. <laughs> slow you roll. Slow you roll. But, but it's important. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that you keep your hands on the wheel, you put your hands out the window when you get your license. I mean, this mm-hmm. happened like I stopped recently. I'm going to doing the same dance, you know, get your license. I'm taking my right hand off the wheel. I'm going to open my glove compartment mm-hmm. and I'm going to open it. So there's no room for misinterpretation. Yeah. Um, but that sense of not being able to protect your babies, mm-hmm. that sense of impotence, not sexual, but in a very no, real, yeah. raw, vulnerable sense, um, you know, it, it affects the core of your manhood. Mm-hmm. Your job is to protect your family mm-hmm. and your children. And when you can't do that, it, 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 it it breaks you down. It hurts. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. what we feel. We all feel, and that's what my my wife is feeling as a mother. You know, there's just there's a certain line when you got to let your babies go. Yeah, out into this world.
3: You know, Try, uh, I was going to say one thing that was in the film that you know when you read about the case, some things you you know remember or think about. So the the parents that did come to get their kids, well, all of the parents came to get them out of jail, mm-hmm. but the police made them sign. These coerced confessions. Confessions. Yeah. And the, what they kept saying was, well, if you want your kid to go home, you have to sign this. Mm-hmm. And what it was, a lot of these parents they didn't know what they were signing, except for Yusef's mom. Well, in she the series, knew. she right. knew, and she was like, "I'm not signing anything. I'm taking my kid."
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. That was a conversation I had with after watching this. I sat rights. down with two of my understand kids, my other son rights. in college, and I texted my son. I said, "Listen, re- understand your rights exactly. Mm-hmm. Know that." And let me say this loud and clear. Know that if you're ever stopped by the cops, and certainly if you're taken down to the precinct, you have the right to an attorney. Yeah. You have the right say to, you don't have to say anything. It's best for you not to say anything. Say yeah. anything. Uh, and, and these kids didn't know that. I'm fine, a lot of us don't know that. We I, I I have to that. Yeah. Hey, have I said that to my kids? Let me make sure I, yeah, no, I said that Yeah, no, it's something yes, to think let about. Me at you. Let you, me.
0: And you should record everything. Mm-hmm. So uh my cousin is a sheriff, and you know, he mm. um and he's always kind of Um, re-educating us, basically, Mm -hmm. on what we think we know. And he Mm. always says, you don't need to make a big deal out of it, right? And have your camera out and be saying, like, I'm recording you. But he said, you can quietly put, when you're getting pulled over, you can quietly turn the recording on your phone, flip it over. And just let it record because Mm -hmm. you're better off just recording everything as it is without them knowing or because they're going to tell you that you can't and that you shouldn't and all of these things, or they're going to try to delete it Mm -hmm. after they arrest you. He was like, just leave it running yeah, and just make sure that you always protect yourself by having a complete unedited version of what happened to you. That's Mm -hmm. very smart.
2: I just went through that and I think it was January. I got pulled over. I I was shooting a, by the way, I'm doing an episode of actually five episodes of Dear White People. Ooh, yeah. Let's talk
3: about that later. But go ahead and yeah, tell that story. Yeah, yeah. Oh
2: yeah, we got to tell you about that one. Yeah, but yeah, I think it was like the first day of work, and it's all, so you watched your white people.
3: Yes, yes. Okay,
2: so you know the main character, Marquis Marquis, is the actor uh-huh. Richardson. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. So the character he played, there was an the issue with him being stopped by the cops, oh, and the gun drawn on yeah. him, and all that. So we're shooting. You know, I'll just say this: the character I play is like a mentor to him. Okay. So we have a lot of scenes together, so the whole conversation and mm-hmm. the scenes we're shooting is all about injustice and police harassment. And I'm driving to work the first day. And I got pulled over by the cops. And he was fine, man. He didn't harass me, but he pulled me over because I had tenant windows. I had tenant windows, so, you know, I know, you, you know I, it's, it's a chance. They may become. Yeah. And the funny thing was I was talking to my brother on the phone. He lives in Virginia. And when I saw the lights behind me, I said, okay, I got to go because I need to record this. So the first thing I did was push record, hang up, put it on the side, of, you know, on the seat. So he didn't necessarily see it. Exactly. So it's just the audio because, you know, because you, you can't escalate the situation once you pull out the camera and put it in their you face. Mm-hmm. You can do it, but just know you're escalating the situation. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to have an audio record of it.
0: And if they were to arrest you, even if you did nothing wrong, they could go and delete it because they know it's there, Yeah, which was kind exactly. of like his point, which is something yeah. to think about. We have yeah. our phones right next to us anyway. Yeah. But, but that education is so key because I think I've told you this story. But so my husband, he my cousin had to really check him because he thought he was doing the right thing. But when he got pulled over, he would put both of his hands out the window and yeah. just leave them there. Like, I want you to see my hands. And my cousin was like, that two hands coming out a window looks like you're holding something. <laughs> Even he if it's
2: like that.
0: Well, he was like, it doesn't matter. They just see you doing this, especially at night. The, all, imagine all, like no, it's that's not a, daytime. Yeah. He was uh. like, the only acceptable position for your hands as a black man is three and nine. Like, let them see yeah. both of the hands uh, on the top of the steering wheel. Because any motion that you do going out the window.
2: See, that's good information. You know what I mean? Right and now. my husband
0: was like, oh, my God. Because he's thinking, like, I mean, it, it, to the point where I would be like, babe. Like, we get pulled over for, like, running red light. And he'd be like,
2: <laughs> he'd have his yeah, hands
0: out the window. <laughs> yeah, but he's basically like, yo, like, I'm a black man in the suburbs. Watch <laughs> yeah, it. don't mess. But, like, please, I'm good, I'm good. But, like, just even that, the idea, and it was so scary to have that conversation with him. But he was like, just be clear.
2: Yeah.
0: Any motion. Mm-hmm over your hands is bad motion. That's right. So just don't. That's, that's good
2: to know. Duly noted. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Education. Yeah. Just keep them right there. Yeah. You're
2: doing a public service.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right.
3: Last question about when they see us, because I know we can talk about it forever, but just tell us too. what was it like working with Ava DuVernay? I mean, I know you mm-hmm. mentioned your friends, but on this project specifically. Cause she's a force. She is.
2: She is a force. You know, and how
3: have you seen her grow?
2: Oh my God. I, I haven't told this story. She tells it every time I walk on the set. <laughs> um, but I I was fortunate and blessed enough to do her very first film, I Will Follow. Mm-hmm. And I met Ava and I was Sally doing, Richardson. Sally yeah. Richardson, that's her look at mm-hmm. Okay. I see you. <laughs> um, you know, I was doing a show called City of Angels at the time, it was about a black hospital, mm-hmm. uh County Hospital.
3: Viola Davis, go ahead. <laughs>
2: Murray? I see Corey this. Murray. I, I, Curry Murray. Everyone. What? Okay. She's gonna drop the mic. She is like you the walking uh,
0: entertainment. Wikipedia. Well, mind that's... you, I'm gonna
3: c- record in audio just him saying my name. Okay. Cor- go, <laughs> ahead, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I like in the woods. Yo, but what's
2: crazy about that? You mentioned Viola Davis. Viola Davis, Octavia Spencer, mm-hmm. Hill Harper, mm-hmm. um, Gabrielle Union. Yes. I anyway, mean, uh, yeah. uh, Nisi Nash. Yeah. First time I met Nisi. Anyway, so um, Ava was a publicist. On that project, yeah. she had had her own company as a as a PR person, and prior to that, a lot of people don't know she used to rap. She's a yes. very conscious mm-hmm. rapper. What? So yeah, Ava. See, yeah. When you see her work, she's very musical. She she fires on all levels.
3: I realize the music that's in when you see us, like it's, oh, you know, was this '80s '90s hip hop.
2: Well, yeah. So you have the source music, like yeah. that. Well, you, it's in there, mm-hmm. but also, but the score of it mm-hmm. is, and then same thing with Selma. Her style of directing is very lyrical. Mm-hmm. It's very poetic. And it's very profound. It goes deep. But it's, it's, yeah. it's musical mm-hmm. also. Yeah. So in answer to your question, mm-hmm. she was phenomenal to work with because she understands all layers and levels. She did she did a number of things in 35 years. I've never seen mm-hmm. a director do. She went up to each person. We didn't always have social media. But she's very busy on social media. She went up to almost every crew member, said, I'm on Instagram, so I just want to put you on Instagram. Let me know yeah. what do you do, how is it important, and how do you fit into the whole scheme of things. I love that. She sees everybody. Yeah. And everybody feels it. So everybody wants to give a 100 50% mm-hmm. of what they're doing. Secondly, um, because of what we're doing, my character in the whole legal part of the story is only in the second episode. So I'm not in the first, I'm not in the fourth and fifth. So all the lawyers are just there for that second episode. So we came on board maybe three weeks into it. So it was a moving train, mm-hmm. but these boys, man, these, I was so impressed with these young actors because oh they God. kill it. They Charlie, kill
3: these it. boys. Oh man. Oh my God. Go
2: ahead. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But, but, you know, they were already kind of doing their thing. But yeah. all of a sudden I get this email, you know, to the production saying that we have grief managers on call because we're dealing with some very difficult yeah. emotions um, and feelings. So if you need any help, and like a whole memo, this is that person's number. You mm-hmm. call this number. Here's the address. Mm-hmm. But just to have that that presence of mind and yeah. say, yeah. well, I need to protect these children. Mm-hmm. And not just the children. Everybody,
1: you know, everybody, everybody. These
2: adults at all. Because all these scenes, man, they are tears from the crew and everything. And you're going through all this stuff so just that she takes care of her crew Mm -hmm. that said as a director she knows what she wants Mm -hmm. which is the most important thing your job is to tell the story Mm -hmm. it's also to be clear know what you want be clear about it and know how to communicate that Mm -hmm. and you do all those things you do them right like she does and you 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 have a master so i will follow she called me up because i just recently directed my first film this Mm -hmm. was 2008 Mm -hmm. so 10 years ago nine years ago 11 years ago and I wasn't going in math until. We're
0: artists. Yeah. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. And she Love said, brain.
2: can I, can I um, the day before we started shooting, she said, can I pick your brain just about directing? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, because I was just learning. I said, I just did one, but yeah. And um, so we had dinner, and, and she's asking all these questions. And, but to see that hungry, humble, brilliant artist, businesswoman, mm-hmm. um, be humble enough to ask from everybody and then build and grow and to see she's one, I want to consider one of the, our best directors in the field, mm-hmm. black, white, male, female. Um, to see that trajectory is, is very, uh, it's, it's, it's warming to see and exciting.
0: Well, speaking of, you talk about Ava taking care, right, with mm-hmm. this project. I feel like, and Corey, I think you would agree, you've taken care with your career. Yeah. It's oh, been you. the long haul. You've been in it from the beginning till now. It's still going strong. You know, it's so consistent. The performance is consistent. You as the actor, the family man, the good guy. You know, and that's hard to do as an actor, period. Um, And as a black man, I imagine even harder in Hollywood. But you've just had this longevity and this consistency. And obviously, thats I'm sure that was no accident. So you've taken really good care with your career. But what's your your secret sauce?
2: Well, you know, it's funny you say the good guy because it's so interesting. 35 years in the business, 34 years. I told you I wouldn't get a
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're an actor. Yeah, fine. That's right. That's what, least, I, do. That's what yeah. I do. That's your talent. Yeah.
2: But it's funny because people will say, like, you always play the good guy. And then in the same breath, I'll see somebody else, five minutes later, and say, Why are you always playing the bad guy?
0: Well, have you seen the meme? Yeah. Have well, you no, I'm just going to say,
2: my little cousin sent me a meme. I don't know if it's the same one, but it's like a picture of a couple of actors. Yeah. Like, when you see this face, you know somebody's what, getting uh, beat. Somebody's getting slapped. <laughs> or getting beat. I said, Damn, like that.
0: But, but as you and a I mean though,
2: yes, that's it. But you know, and and, and I, I. But that's not that I love thing. that no, per no, se. It, but yeah. but the thing is, what I what I do appreciate is that I've been blessed and fortunate enough to play a range of characters. Mm-hmm. So depending on what people have seen, they're going to take away something different, right? You know, a lot of my theater work is is very very uh challenged people. Uh, what do my my friends said? You always like these uh, tormented, tormented roles. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
3: But that's where the best acting I mean, is. What's
2: where the best, is? yeah, it's,
3: I mean, it's,
0: the, it's just You'd stuff. like to say that you chew on it.
2: That's right, you that's right, you make a meal out of it. And yes. that is that's right. speaking
0: to that star power I'm talking about. Like when I say the good guy, what I mean is like whether you're playing someone tormented or crazy or abusive or amazing, mm. your fans just see Blair Underwood and they say, I like this guy. Mm-hmm. I like his well, work. I, I show up that. for him. I don't think women are smacking you in airports because of a role you played no, six years no. ago. You know what I mean? Like they see you. And I think that that's yeah. sometimes hard to do for actors, I imagine.
2: No, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, it's 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 kind of being aware and, and, and reading the tea leaves, knowing the world you're living in. I mean, mm-hmm. when I first started in 1985, my first job was in the Cosby Show. And then L.A. Law happened the next year after that. But it was important for me to play positive, uplifting roles. Mm-hmm. That, by design, I was trying not to play negative roles. I saw too much of that at the time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And 1994, when... L.A. Law came to an end. As it turned out, my very next project, literally like a day after the last episode was shot, I went to rehearse and start shooting a film called Just Cause mm-hmm. where I played a serial killing pedophile with Sean Connery and Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, uh, Scarlett wow. Johansson, which is ten, <laughs> 10 years old. You know, but that that started a whole other trajectory of playing bad guys. Mm-hmm. you know. So it, it allowed me to take that good guy image because in that story, you you think this guy's falsely accused, but in this case, he actually did it. Right. And you see, and he comes after the family again. So it t- allowed me as an actor mm-hmm. to take that good guy role and then twist it before people's eyes and say, oh, wait a minute, and then see that transition to the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And then for years after that, with a couple of Tyler, with Tyler Perry's movies, and us yeah. mm-hmm. asunder and posse and a lot of other things, um, people would buy that person they came to know as a bad guy too. Right. So now it's just it's fun. Like, okay, well, what's what, what's the most interesting one?
3: What happened when you and I'm going to record this with social? So don't get freaked out. No, no, I'm just. good. <laughs> um, can I drink my tea still? Please. You can drink your tea. Right. What I don't happened do out. <laughs> when you were cast as Blair Underwood in Juanita?
2: Oh, look how she okay. goes. See how she did that? See how that was she did that.
0: Quite <laughs> the scenes. Okay,
2: baby. Oh man, Alfrey. Alfrey Alfre Woodard, Alfre Woodard. <laughs> that was sheer fun. She fun. That was, again, that's, that was a friend. Alfred Wood and I have, uh, we go way back. And her husband, Roderick Spencer, mm-hmm. adapted that screenplay from a book. And he wrote it for her. Mm-hmm. And he said, You've, we've heard about, you mentioned Viola Davis earlier. Yeah. So we've heard Viola talk about when she came to do um, How to Get Away with Murder, that Shonda Rhimes wanted to create a, a black female character that, that embodied everything intellect we see that authority we see that and i'm saying this because with as viola alfrey had the same journey
0: yeah
2: Mm. um but not always the sexual human being that has that sexual human component and Chandra created that character for viola and she has of course thrived since then alfrey not unlike viola had a very similar journey Mm -hmm. and roderick her husband Mm -hmm. said people don't she doesn't get a chance to see or show what i see this beautiful woman that's mm-hmm. romantic and loving and mm-hmm. sexual and and, mm-hmm. and fun and all of that so it was a mission for him to write this and you know we had talked about it six years prior and um he said you know we're doing this movie again I really like Ava because I mean these are powerhouses it's just yeah. talented it's like if I got time I'm down mm-hmm. what's up let's do, let's do it and um, he said okay we're working on it I said well what's the character he said well well um, <laughs> it's kind of you yeah it's gonna you, you. you. <laughs> and he said, You're gonna be the man in her dreams. You won't be the man of her dreams. That's me, her husband. Mm-hmm. You'll be the man in her dreams. I said, <laughs> I said All right. Said, Which as was lo- brilliant. As long as it's brilliant. funny, we'd yes. have fun with it.
0: Yes. Which was brilliant. Yeah, it was And a lot you of fun. know, I mean, you know mm-hmm. that women love you across the board, right? right. And I you. mean, to be a married man, that must be funny because I know you and your wife probably laugh. She
2: gets a good laugh out of it. I yeah.
0: know she does. Help. <laughs> She's does like, she? They don't
2: know you like I do. <laughs>
0: Think you can go anywhere where black women congregate and not have them scream. Correct me if well, I'm they not. did it at the Apollo. that's what I'm saying. We, we didn't even know what we were about to watch. <laughs> and then they're like, Let <laughs> <out of laughs> I mean, can you make it through Whole Foods? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, oh, yeah. Or oh, Target? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't believe <laughs> it. Yeah, believe it? I don't believe it. I mean, I target, I can can you imagine if you're just like at Target or Whole Foods and you see Blair Underwood. And, uh, Actually, low-key, I
3: low can, key. can. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're so down to earth. Thank you. That I can't, I
0: can't imagine it. They're gonna just they be like that. Blair Underwood. <laughs> oh my! god, You know what I mean? Like they know you and they see you and you don't age. We'll talk about well, that.
2: All right. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. What is
0: it? Like we were saying, tea leaves. I mean, you had tea. What yeah. is it?
2: Is it tea? It's, it's the tea. I ain't it's the, gonna say, it's green the green tea. You were
0: like, oh, I want green tea,
3: and I was like, I'm here drinking a latte. I, I like, know. I'm hey. all this yeah, milk I in I my coffee. I want some of
2: that.
0: But you look amazing. You're part of the what we call the ageless black actors. Ageless.
2: It no, just For none of us. It don't crack. None. We know that. But yours really doesn't, doesn't crack. <laughs> like it doesn't bend. It doesn't. What, what it does. That's hilarious. What did Chris Tucker say? He said he said Rich rich is the best lotion. <laughs> Now, I'm yes. not saying I'm rich. I don't have Chris yes. Tucker money. I don't know what he I has. I'm just with, But no, I mean, at take, least you take care of yourself, and it's <laughs> yeah. important. Yeah. And, you know, my, my father is all about health and wellness. He's 87. I was just talking to him before I came in here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, from the time we were growing up to this day, when he wakes up, he does, he does, he's a military, old army colonel, push ups, leg lifts before he gets mm-hmm. out of bed. So he just instilled um, that into our minds at a young age to take care of yourself. So that's a big part of it. And thank you for saying that. All seriously. Right. But it, you got to take care of yourself.
0: I also think love is part of wellness. And you've been happily married for like twenty five years. Twenty five years this year. Congratulations! Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you. And you got married in September, which I respect because yeah.
2: I'm a Virgo. Oh, what's up? Yes. <laughs> Me too.
0: <laughs> I'm September nineteenth.
2: August twenty fifth. Come on. And we got married September seventeenth. I know. Come on I with saw it.
0: That. See, I love. I, lo- I Y'all stand. Y'all do your love homework. I'm you. not mad I at you. Oh. I'm October uh, 10, 17, October seventeenth. Oh, so I'm right behind you. Oh, I like that. Oh, thanks. My husband and I have matching anniversary tattoos.
2: I like. It. I'm Thinking about getting a tat. I haven't done it yet. Should do it. Oh, you should. I like that. idea something with the Roman numerals.
0: Yeah, Roman numerals. We're supposed to have a whole plan to put our kids after it, like a barcode, but we didn't get there yet.
2: Okay. We're little going Humans. Somewhere, somewhere to go. We we'll don't get there. Is yeah. so? the yeah. so Little Humans coming little soon? Humans
0: come, I mean, like, in progress. We'll get there.
2: Oh, oh in progress. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: i <Yeah>. was <laughs> say congratulations. You were right.
0: like, is that an exclusive <laughs> <laughs> you? No, but seriously, what is your secret? You are a happily married man in Hollywood. That's oh, amazing. man.
2: Keep talking. You know no How me? long have you been married to your husband?
0: Uh, seven years.
2: Seven years, yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Eight. Oh, my God.
2: Just keep keep talking, keep communicating. That's the one thing I heard more than anything from the older people. I'm always going to people who have been, walked that path. Gotcha. I walk mm-hmm. and say, okay, What's the secret? Ask the same questions.
0: Yeah. You got to
2: communicate. Don't go to bed angry. You you hear that all the time, but it's more than please say, don't go to bed angry. Work it out.
0: Choose mm-hmm. to stay that's, in instead of go out sometimes. That's, Just be no, together.
2: Well, that's right. Just be together. And, you know, also in this industry, we travel, I tend to travel a mm-hmm. lot. And we made a pact with each other early on that we won't spend more than two weeks away from each other. Oh, I love so that. So I was here for two years in New York shooting Quantico. Mm-hmm. and It's the first time. You know, our youngest now is 18. He graduates high school next in a couple of weeks. So 18, 20 and 22. <laughs> 18, 20, 22. But for all those years, those formative years, I mm-hmm. wouldn't take a job on a series for more, you know, if it took me away from home for a period of time. So Quantico was the first time I said, okay, well, they're old enough, so I'll, I'll do that. But I was on a plane at least every two weeks just going back and forth. And sometimes mm-hmm. it'd be... A day, twenty four hours, and I was doing Streetcar Named Desire on Broadway. Yeah. You know, it's different. You have me on stage every night, but
3: that's the commitment to being present to mm-hmm. your family. No, you have to to your wife, to your no. I love that's that. right. Thank that's you right.
2: Because what happens? You. Yes. Thank you. What happens? You grow apart. It's yeah. too easy yeah. to allow yourself to grow apart, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing I didn't want to. I didn't want that to happen. I didn't want my kids to get used to me being gone. I didn't want my mm-hmm. wife to get used to me being gone because mm-hmm. human nature comes into play. If we be a real talk. Yeah. You know, there's temptation. Mm-hmm. There's time. They got people coming at you from different directions. everybody, like, Come not on trying, I'm, not Listen. Trying, I'm not trying to go there. Yeah. But for real, I mean, if you make a commitment and you want this to work, you work at making it work.
0: You mm-hmm. so, take care of home. Take care of home. All
3: right, y'all. You heard it from Blair. Ooh. Well, I want a uh, last <laughs> question. Yeah, warm up in here. I know, wait, I know. Wait, I know. Wait, you're not in the hot seat. <laughs> you're not in the hot seat
0: because you right. know you
2: were in the- No, I'm just speaking. got me preaching now. <laughs> yeah, there <you> go.
3: <laughs> Well, the one, the team might to do. <laughs> well, I want to go back to when they see us really yeah. quickly because there was a um, one of the mothers, I think it's Kevin's mother, uh, Suzanne Douglas's character, mm-hmm. when she goes to visit him in jail, she's encouraging him and she's telling him that, you know, there's no time to waste. There's only time to live. So mm. I'm curious, what are you living for now?
2: Mm. Wow. We just talked about just with the kids. So much of it was raising these kids Mm -hmm, together. mm -hmm. So now it's just about what is the next chapter? Mm -hmm. What is the next chapter? Uh, Professionally, I want to continue to tell different stories specifically that show us in a different light. I want to speak about that title, When They See Us, by the way. Mm -hmm. that show us in a different light. Mm -hmm. Um, Personally, I love to travel. Part of that is because it's a result of being an Army brat. We moved Mm -hmm. every two years, so I love traveling.
0: Seeing the
2: world. Seeing the world, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So more of that. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and give it back. I spent time like two hours at a, a Brooklyn high school, junior high school yesterday, and talking to kids about bullying in this organization I'm with called Dignity for All. And, um, you know, it was just kind of nice. You know, when you're working on a lot of different levels and trying different things, you know, you're doing business and you try to find the right deal. And it's always, I always say, it's not just the deal, it's the deal on the deal. But sometimes it's nice just to not even worry about, Figuring out what the best deal is, the best mm-hmm. strategy, and just you do it because it's the right thing to do, and kind of give back. So hopefully, I have more time to, to do that.
0: And you're a huge philanthropist, so we won't go into it, but we know we see you. Okay. we got a new All car, right. too. We do because we need we, a new car. You get need a car, need to car too. You get a car. All I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, but we see you. You've constantly giving back. Yeah, you know? thank
2: you. It's it's critical. I think it keeps it keeps it going. Mm-hmm. You know, when you know if you give, you know you're going to get back in some way. Yeah. You don't give just to get back, but you give to give. Get the chance to give back again, in this cycle. But you're propelled by giving back to people.
3: I love it. I love it. Thank
0: you, Blair.
2: Oh, thank you. We're done already. we got the okay, wrap up. We got the wrap up. Wrap. We got okay, the wrap up. up. All right, all right. She's like <laughs> hard, hard out, hard Blair, out. Blair,
0: welcome back. Come back on. Any, come on back anytime.
2: anytime. I will. Thank you. When anytime. they see us, real quickly, oh, is is all is all about when they see us. Unfortunately, oftentimes we are automatically criminalized in people's minds. but when they see us in this film, you'll start to see us. As we really are. Mm-hmm. And in the specific case, these boys, how they really are. I know we got to go.
0: Okay. Thank you. That was All perfect. And right. thank you. Come on back anytime. <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank, thank, you. thank
2: you. We could go another two hours. I we could. I'm having I too mean, much we fun. Have
0: to again. Oh.
1: Special thanks to this week's guest, Blair Underwood.
3: Be sure to listen, download or subscribe to more episodes of Yes, yes Girl,
0: Girl featuring interviews with Jada Pinkett Smith, Amanda Seals, Ayala Van Zant, and Michael B. Jordan. You can find Yes Girl on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play and wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple listeners. Yes, that's you. Be sure to leave a review and let us know what you think. We love reviews. Give us reviews. More and more reviews. Thank you. Don't forget to talk to us on social. At Corey Murray. At Charlie Penn on Instagram and at ManWifeDog on Twitter. Be sure to use hashtag YesGirlPodcast. Love ya. Talk to you soon.